BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. March 1st, 2023. Potentially is the start of a new era in Phoenix Suns basketball that could ultimately result in a championship. It's a, it's a day that, hell, we've been waiting for for a long, long time. Going back even to last summer when rumors of Kevin Durant coming to the Phoenix Suns started percolating through the social medias and, and the, the Twitter spheres and the, and the podcast. And Matthew, today it came to fruition. Kevin Durant donned number 35 and played his first minutes for Phoenix Suns. And... uh I mean, how'd you feel all day leading up to this, man? Oh, man, it was weird. Um, first of all, it's a really like cloudy day out tonight or today. It's, just it's super like raining like a son of a bitch yeah. at my house. <laughs> it's surreal. It feels like you're kind of waiting for the Super Bowl in a way. I mean, your team has to be in it, obviously, because this was just something different. Uh, I don't. I didn't know how to feel. I was very anxious. Uh, work actually went by really quickly. But the five o'clock start was great because I wanted yes. to get watching this team. And I'm very happy. I'm a very happy man right now. I'm sure you are too, right? You know, I was watching a little bit. The, the reason for those of you who are watching live, we're coming on probably a couple minutes later than we normally do. It's because I stayed and I watched the post-game interview, which I, I don't either. normally do. To, you know, to watch Tom Chambers and Tom Leander talk to Kevin Durant after the game. And, you know, it's 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 the excitement. And Tom Chambers said it. He's like, you know, in the studio, we've been smiling ear to ear. And Suns fans... I know that we only played the Charlotte Hornets tonight, but it was so great to see Kevin Durant out there. And, and obviously we're going to spend a lot on this podcast talking about it, but I, I text you first thing this morning. I dreamt about Kevin Durant last night. <laughs> I, I dreamt that I was in the sun's locker room. And perhaps this has to do a little bit with the fact that I've been playing NBA 2k again for the first time, in like two or three years. And I'm doing the, my player thing and they're doing all the cut scenes and, I'm on the court controlling myself and whatnot. But I dreamt last night that I was in the locker room and I was trying to decide which shoes I was going to put on, which Jordans that I was going to put on. I ultimately went with my Jordan ones, which are my orange and black ones. And Kevin Durant came into the to locker room and he was kind of dressed like Ziggy Stardust, uh, which was really, really interesting. <laughs> and then I went out on the court with them and like the people are singing the national anthem and I'm in the layup line and I just can't make a fucking layup. And it was just, I mean, it just goes to show you the, as you mentioned, a little anxiety, a little anxiousness that we all had as Suns fans, not necessarily for the result of the day, but like it's finally here. What you and I've been talking about for the past three weeks, it's hard to judge a, a Phoenix Suns team and their performances and their rotations and how they're going to be looking moving forward until Kevin Durant's actually out there 
hooping it up a little bit. And we're still not fully there because he's still on the minutes restriction. But seeing him out there playing was one of my favorite moments as a Phoenix Suns fan. And it's crazy because it comes on a random Wednesday at a five o'clock game against the, the Clit Hornets. Well, yeah, I, you know what? This is probably the most surreal moment as a Suns fan. It still doesn't make much sense that he is a son. Um, I think seeing him out there, you just don't realize how great it's going to be until you actually see him in the Suns uniform. Even though it's the ugliest Suns uniform we ever had as a franchise, I know. Poor I feel bad. Got to be right? premiered in that's where the, the long, the long uh, white uh, socks are. I'm sorry, <laughs> the uh, the compression pants or whatever he wears. I'm just like, sorry, dude. Next game, you got the throwbacks, the sunburst, so you'll be happy in those. Yes. Right now. It just looks easy. The, I don't remember the last time the Suns were up by at least 15 points at halftime. I mean, and this had year. zero free throws? Yeah, but just like, it looks easy right now for them. And it was the Hornets, but I don't know what else you can take from this, but just, you know, that you have a very, very awesome future with one of the top 10 greatest players of all time when he's done and when he wins his championship here in Phoenix because this guy's insane. He's absolutely insane. And we're going to talk about his performance, how it percolates and ripple affects the rest of the lineup because it obviously does a player of his magnitude and and the manner in which he plays does things like that. But first and foremost, I just want to welcome everybody to the Suns Jam Session podcast, the original post-game podcast for the Phoenix Suns and, and, and on Planet Orange. If you're watching along live on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button. If you're on Facebook or Twitter, just enjoy the comments. You, the beautiful thing about doing this live after every game is you get to hang out with some of your Suns buddies and go back and forth in the comments sharing your observations, and we'll pull them up and we'll talk about it a little bit. If you're a podcast listener, please head over to anywhere you get your, pod, your podcasts, and you can subscribe, rate, review there as well. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, wherever. You want to listen to the Phoenix Suns? go for it uh if you are in the youtube chat you can be like zoltz bendy who who gave us a super chat he said great debut for kd tough stretch ahead but can't wait you guys rock at some jam so thank you for donating to the podcast we truly thank you appre- we truly truly appreciate that and we also have libertarian sasquatch in the chat he says the whole fame whole game felt surreal to me i was smiling the whole time libertarian sasquatch i completely agree with you i felt like a kid just watching basketball again, going back to my early memories of like watching Michael Jordan play and just being a child, enjoying every play. And every time he would rise for a jump shot, you were just in awe of the talent in which he plays this game. So it was really fun to watch that. So we appreciate everybody who's hanging out with us. Plenty to come on this podcast. Make sure you follow me at Darth Void and read my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. You can follow Matthew at Matthew Lissy. And of course, follow the show at Suns Jam on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. This is the part of the show where you pop them if you got them because you're just hanging out with a couple of friends and, and all the friends of the chat. So, you know, I got a Diet Dr. Pepper tonight. I, I should be drinking a beer, but eh, I just don't feel like it tonight, man. I just I got to stay focused. I got to stay engaged. So pop them if you got them, Suns fans. And let's talk about the Kevin Durant debut against the Charlotte Hornets. Phoenix Suns defeat the Charlotte Horny Hornets, as we like to call them around here up That's in these better. parts. One, 
105 to 91, the clit horny hornets. And real quick, a shout out to Al Gaudet, one of my old army buddies. Says great job, guys, in the chat and gives us a super chat. Thank you, Al. Hope everything's going well on the East Coast. Yeah. The East Coast. You're a great there. job, too. You did you're doing a great job. But of course, this brings me to my first question. Matthew, I got to ask. Matthew, I gotta ask, and there's a lot of things we're gonna talk about tonight, but why <laughs> do the Horny Hornets have CLT on their fucking jerseys? I know we talked oh. about it when they first came out, but like we talk about the Kevin Durant debut. This is a game that everybody's going to be referencing tonight. One of the fun things for us out here in Arizona is the fact that it started at 5 p.m. So once we're done with this podcast, about 8.30 local time, we can go back. We can watch SportsCenter. It's going to be one of the top stories. And you get to see Kevin Durant in those ugly white Phoenix Suns jerseys against the clit horny hornets. Why did they do that? You know, it's one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen on NBA uniform. You know, the disrespect that they have to put that on their uniform. Uh, I'm just kidding. It does suck because their actual uniforms are beautiful. It would have been nice to actually have those versus like the sunbursts. That would have looked great. Uh, but it is the Hornets, too. Uh, they did win five games in a row. So yep. they deserve a little bit of respect. But they uh, they rolled out the wrong uniforms tonight. I was talking with uh, Emma's boyfriend. And we were talking about jerseys. Max. And I was like, you know what? The Hornets are great jerseys. He's like, I love those, too. And they were wearing those nasty ones tonight. Yes. Well, I, I agree with you. They could have gone with some of the, the throwbacks that they've been doing, even their normal ones. But yes. you know what? We're not here to talk about jerseys. We're here to talk about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant makes his Phoenix Suns debut. It just it gives you it gives you chills, doesn't Weird. it? That's ah, crazy. Chills. I still can't believe it. Uh, he goes ten of fifteen from the field in twenty-seven minutes played tonight. 23 points, six rebounds, two assists, two blocks right off the bat. Matthew, what, what's your first reaction to seeing Kevin Durant play tonight for the Phoenix Suns? He's freaking huge. He is a monster. I mean, uh, you know, coming out of the tunnel, they had like a two-minute thing. I think it was Dwayne Rankin who put it on his Twitter. Them warming up and them coming out. He's the last one out of the tunnel. But he's just he just dwarfs everybody out there. Um, I think defensively, when you're watching him in the paint, you just realize how awesome it's going to be getting these boards. Because if you're an opposing team, you can't sneak in there. So that's mm -hmm. the first thing I noticed. I'm like, oh, wait, like no one can get in there. Like DA has the most help he's ever had. Yes. Right there. Someone just commented too that DA can play the power forward position. Who knows? Because he looked comfortable tonight too. But it's just that his size and just ultimately just everyone around him, it's so much easier. Everything is just awesome. Um, everything's just easier for everybody. It is. Uh, whether you're Lee trying to get that floater off, it's easier. DA doing whatever mm -hmm. he does, being the afterthought, it's easier. Devin Booker, this is still his team. Everything is just it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a hill to climb for sure, but you can just notice right off the bat how easy things are. Did I say it was easier? I think it was easier. Easy, you think? <laughs> It's easy. So I, I'm with you. And for those of you who are listening to the podcast and you have your kids in the car, you're driving them to school tomorrow, just hit that little fast forward button about 15, you know, hit it twice, 15, 20 seconds. Kevin fucking Durant, dude. Kevin fucking Durant. Instant impact in this game on offense and defense. Right on the offensive end, you're seeing that he, I mean, the first bucket of the game for him, he attacks the rim, something we don't normally have. He hits a three. He hits two threes in the first half. And due to his gravity, he takes, I mean, there's that one play, 
fourth or fifth play of the game where due to his gravity, him and Devin Booker on one side of the court and Devin Booker comes off a screen and, and you got DA setting the screen and he goes through two back screens and he takes a wide open three. And, and yes, uh, Christian Zabrowski in the chat says the spacing will be awesome. Oh. The spacing was awesome tonight because on that play, now granted, Devin Booker missed the three on that play, but every one of the Phoenix Suns, every Phoenix Suns fan looked like this. And, and for those of you who are listening, my, my jaw is agape because Devin Booker doesn't get that kind of space. Devin Booker never gets space. And we've talked about this leading up to Kevin Durant's arrival, that these are the kind of things that we're going to see. And we know it's coming, but it's still one of those things that has you in awe. How wide open Devin Booker was on that play and multiple plays in this game. Where the gravity that DeAndre Ayton already has. We always talk about DA and, and, and some of the inefficiencies that he might have on the interior. And, and how he's not a great ball handler. And people swat at the ball, yada, yada. All those things happen because of the gravity he creates. Because oppositions and, and opposing teams, they, they respect him. They still respect him. Now you got Kevin Durant. And when Kevin Durant was out there, he has the size of DeAndre Ayton and the handles and the shooting of Devin Booker. It's like watching a fucking mutant. It was amazing, man. It was fantastic to watch. Yeah. When I was over at my sister's watching on my computer, streaming it just for the first half, we're sitting around the dining room table watching. I'm like, look at this guy. This is like, like I said, the top 10 player of all time is on our team right now. They're like, what, really? So they watch for a few seconds. They don't care. But just seeing him on that tiny screen and how big he is compared to everybody else, it still blows my mind. The confidence he gives to everybody else out there, too. You can see it on DA's face, the determination he has on the court. Jock has the confidence he got blocked 10 times tonight, but still, he plays good with these bigs that we have. Like, he just, he can play with the bigs, he can play with the guards. Right now, you you notice he's not going to beat anybody off the dribble. He's not really focusing on that. He's standing around the perimeter a lot, mm-hmm. but that's fine, because you know he's getting back into it. But like, like you said, everyone, all the defense, they don't know what to do. And then you have a Kogi out there, too, who can just excel Oh, and then yeah. when we'll he plays with the second Kobe. unit, yeah, when he plays with the second unit, it looks fucking great. Like the second unit just has everything open for them too. And Cameron Payne's enjoying himself. Like it's just endless. And this is only the first game, and he played what ten minutes tonight. It seemed like he only played ten minutes because all He's I wanted, seven. I wanted like a Kevin Durant timer, like a, an alert. Uh, is he on just, the floor? All right, let me watch. It should, it should just been like, yeah, like whenever baseball is getting near, like Alex Rodriguez is about to hit six hundred home runs. Yeah. Like, they have the little yes. counter for the thing, and they show awesome. the score of the Yankees game. It's like whatever mm-hmm. channel you go to locally, it just takes you there instead of like weather alerts and such. But no, I I completely agree, and I think that another thing that we noticed tonight is the the sheer fact that the staggering of the minutes with this team is something that's going to be damn near unstoppable because Kevin Durant started the the second quarter and the beginning of the fourth quarter with the second team unit. And the second team unit can struggle at times. And we know that because they just don't have, and he makes everybody better. It's plug and play. He, he was passing to a cutting Damian Lee for an easy two. He was, uh, his sheer gravity was opening up Jock Landell, who looked good at the first half and looked really bad in the second half. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But what he was doing was opening up this entire offense. And because of that, you get a little bit more rest, if you will, for Devin Booker. Devin Booker plays 33 minutes in this game. Chris Paul plays 33 minutes in this game. DeAndre Ayton plays 33 minutes in this game. So you really have the ability, and Monty Williams has the ability, to stagger those lineups and maintain that scoring and that and that passing threat because Kevin Durant kind of does it all. 
And that's one thing we've talked about for a long time for the Phoenix Suns is find, finding that secondary consistent scorer who can do just that, to take the pressure off Booker. And Booker looked like the happiest guy in the entire fucking building because he knew it. The first time they called the timeout when Booker yes. was you know, coming up from the second quarter and Kevin Durant led that second team unit and they, they extended the lead. You know, they kind of cut to Devin Booker and the look on his face when he gave KD was a high five was just like, thank you, dude. Like, thank you. Because we've talked about DeAndre Ayton and how we've wanted him to be kind of come that superstar. But even if he was, he's not that kind of superstar. He's not a secondary playmaking scoring superstar. He's a guy who can get you points and rebounds down low, which every team needs. But Kevin Durant, the slim reaper, easy money sniper, was providing all of those offensive threats. And then there's the defensive side of it. Like you mentioned, DeAndre Ayton has never had this kind of help where he has somebody where if a guy gets by him, because it's always DA's the last line of defense. We've seen it for years where Devin Booker, Chris Paul, they'll gamble on defense because they know DA's behind them. But if DA's behind them and DA get, goes up for the ball and the secondary defender or the second is non-existent, that secondary defender is his power forward, Kevin Durant. It's not Lil Drake, Jay Crowder, and tiny Tory Craig. It's Kevin Durant who's got the length and athletic ability and the basketball knowledge and skill set to create shot deterrence and to block some shots. And he looked great in that capacity too tonight. Yeah, Booker, he he was levitating tonight. I don't think his feet even touched the ground. He was that happy. Layup line book tonight was different. He's super happy. I've seen him before. He's usually okay. Tonight he's just like, this is different. This is going to be a team that's still mine. And this is going to be a team that's very unselfish but full of superstars that are going to, you know, get the job done every night. We're not going to mess around. We know exactly what to do. It's going to take a few few more games here or there, but a few more games, maybe five more games to get things in sync. But right now it's just like, it's just being about like playing ball. What do they have a sign or something? Locker room they said that just says, we just want to play ball or whatever. That's exactly why KD came here. And mm-hmm. that he wanted to come here because that's all they care about, man. That's mm-hmm. all these guys want to do. And that makes nobody happier than Devin Booker. And Chris Paul. And you think about it, that is the identity of this team. And that is, to your point, why Kevin Durant wanted to come to Phoenix, Arizona. Because this is a cerebral basketball town. And that's, you know, Kyrie Irving, for example. Kyrie Irving is a player who possesses the skill set and is all about basketball, but due to personal issues, has a hard time just being available on the court and can get in his own head. So, when Kevin Durant's looking at the landscape of the NBA, he's like, oh, I'm going to go for the guy who's kind of like Kyrie because he's got he, he's an elite basketball player, but he's all about basketball all the time. I mean, they mentioned on the broadcast, Kevin Durant last night was in Charlotte and he went to a high school basketball game. This guy loves yeah, basketball yeah, so yeah. much. He's going to I high school basketball games. I was thinking, you know, the first thing I thought to myself with Matthew, I wonder how many high school basketball games DeAndre Ayton's gone to. He might start <laughs> going now, though. You yeah, know, but he, yeah, he goes to some college ones, though. I think on the break, yeah. he went to, um, was it, I forget which college he went to, but um, the the way that these guys love basketball is just, it's endless. And I think that they can all buy into what Monty's doing. That's that's the other side of things is the, the respect that they all have for each other. Like you were talking about Kyrie and like the way he plays, but even like the last game, Kyrie, like he jacked up a three to win a game and it seemed like everyone was pissed because it was like, that wasn't the play. That's exactly how it looked. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Kidd slapped him on the butt. Like, oh, great job. Like being a dick about it. That's what KD left. Now he's playing on a team that understands ball and that will play unselfish ball and that they will make sure that they don't let their teammates down. That's everyone on this team. And it just shows tonight right now, like 
just you know it's all up from here unless there's injury but it's all up from here. and again i know jamsters i know that we're talking about beating the charlotte hornets right this is one of the worst teams in the nba and they just lost Lamelo ball for the season yeah you know but imagine if this team came out and would look discombobulated like dallas did their kind of first couple games when they came out imagine that happening the sky would be falling no this was fun basketball to watch tonight when kevin yeah. durant was rising up on, on the mid-range and just shooting that shot it's a beautiful shot this is this is just surreal man it really is i mean i've said it before and i'll say it again and, and you know this because we do the the preseason jammies and we talk about who our favorite player is who's not a member of the phoenix suns year after year i always answer kevin durant i love yeah. kevin durant i love watching bas- his him play basketball and to see him out the, there tonight in those ugly suns jerseys was just unbelievably surreal you know one of my good buddies joe casillas uh we were hitting each other up before the game just like holy shit dude like you know the anxiety levels are just through the roof because it's it's like a dream is coming true now granted reality will set in Games will pass. Weeks will pass. Pressure will rise. And we will be over analytical of this team. But you know what? That's not right now. That's in the future. Let's enjoy tonight. This was a fun one. Yes. Big Dick Booker. So, Devin Booker, you know, you were talking a little bit about what's going on in Dallas. Who shot? Who, who's going to take the shot? Don't really know unselfish basketball uh al Gadet in the chat super chat again thank you for anyone who supplies a su- super chat uh it helps me get a ps5 or a kevin durant jersey or something that'd be nice but but he goes is this team gonna lose its identity kd's team what do you think of that do you think the suns can lose their identity with these two superstars out there you know what's weird is they did for a little bit, of course, because Mikhail left. It was totally different, right? We had this kind of eerie feeling here out in Phoenix, and we were just watching this team like, what's going on? But that's because we're waiting for KD to come back. It took a while. Now that he's here, it looks the same. It looks like when when Mikhail was there, there's doesn't really seem any – like KD kind of out on the perimeter. There's a few times him and Chris Paul, the miscommunication was there. But it wasn't always about like, all right, it's my ball. It's my ball. It's my ball. They took turns. And I think like mm-hmm. we always talk about, man, like Devin Booker's the most unselfish player to play with. KD's the most unselfish player to play with. It's not like what it was in Golden State. It's like it's still Steph Curry's town. It's because Steph Curry won a championship there before Kevin Durant got there, right? Mm-hmm. This is just about winning a championship. This will always be Devin Booker's team for sure. And Devin Booker will always be the greatest son to ever play full-time length of career. Well, right now, Kevin Durant is the best player to ever put on a Suns uniform. But that doesn't matter because this team is just wanting to win. They just want to go win a title. So the identity right now for the Suns team is what it was before, but it's just 100 million times better because you have Kevin Durant, I think. I like what No Good says in the chat. It's quite simple. This team found its identity. Kevin Kevin Durant, yeah, it's what 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 a profound statement because it's true. It nice. This team isn't going to lose its identity. It found its identity. They were they've been building to to bring in a player with the versatility and the skill set that Kevin Durant has forever because of who Devin Booker is. You got to remember, this isn't Luka Doncic, this isn't Kyrie Irving, this isn't LeBron James or James Harden or these players with these massive usage rates, right? These Kevin Durant is one of the most yeah. efficient players in the league. Devin Booker is an, a highly efficient player. They don't need the ball all the time. They play. They can play off each other. It's not a your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. Because guess who's in the middle of that? Chris Paul. 
And he's, although he is physically diminishing as a player, his, his mental game is elite. The top three in the league when it comes to mental game. I think LeBron's probably number one. He's a basketball genius. And Chris Paul's two or three right there, the way that he thinks. So he can dictate the game. Imagine being Chris Paul right now. You're like, I've got these at my disposal. And he's just got to learn the angles when it comes to Kevin Durant. But I don't think that this team is going to lose its identity. I truly don't. I know that when Kyrie Irving got traded to the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic, I know some me and some of our, our son's friends were kind of like, good. You know, like that's going to be hard to figure out. Two high, very, very high usage rate guys, guys who want and need the ball in the last. Devin Booker will happily pass the ball. We saw that. He likes to pass the ball. And Kevin Durant will do the same thing because if a double team is coming, due to his size and his abilities, he can find guys who are wide open. We saw it multiple times tonight. We've seen it multiple times in his career. So I think that they have found their, their identity rather than there's a possibility that they're going to lose it. Now, that being said, you take a look at tonight. Devin Booker, as I mentioned before, played a total of 33 minutes. He goes 15 of 26 from the field, 37 points for D-Book, seven assists, six rebounds, three of seven from beyond the arc. Tell me what you saw from our buddy Devin Booker tonight, Matthew. Yeah, Devin's like, oh, don't look over there. Don't look at that guy. Look at me. This is this is still my team, like I just said. Look at me, all right? I'm still the man on this team, yes. even though that's not really what they're probably saying, but that's how – I feel like he was tonight where he's just like, fuck it, man, I'm back. You know, rough game last game. It hasn't been really the same since he's been back. Tonight, he looked pretty definite. I think in the third quarter, he was automatic. He was basically getting anything he wanted tonight. The thing is, like, we're not going to waste any possessions either, right? Because we're just so efficient. Booker's efficient. You can see, like, the way McHale was playing before he left here. He was an efficient player that didn't want to waste a possession. All these guys are that way now. And when you have Devin Booker just going off in certain quarters like he used to, mm -hmm. it's scary because mm -hmm. we didn't really have a quarter book for a while, but we got one tonight in the third quarter. He basically ended the game. It looked like kind of like maybe the, the Hornets were kind of getting back into it, but he just made sure like, I'm going to end this. I'm going to make sure everyone remembers that I'm on this team and this is still my team, right? Of course. He's so free now. He's going to be, we're going to see a lot. Again, the, the KD effect is we're going to see a lot more games like this from Devin Booker. And again, I, I'm going to back up and I'll continue to say we played the fucking Hornets. Okay, so it's not like we just beat Milwaukee and this happened. You have to always understand who this opponent is. But again, the expectation should be that we are going to see more games like this from him due to the gravity of everything that's around him. We see it. Teams are losing Devin Booker because Devin Booker is kind of like for at least Kevin Durant playing with like a Clay Thompson, a guy who's going to run around and come off back screens. And for the, for the first time shit in like five years, Devin Booker's coming off those back screens and he's like, Oh, I'm open. You know, I don't have two guys tracking me the entire time, passing me off, passing me off because the whole time the ball's in Kevin Durant's hand and they're, they're too busy watching what he's going to do. So a, a really fun night from, from Devin Booker. Um, the, the wide open shots, I still can't get over. Uh, you know, he, he seventh all time in assists tonight with his seven assists. So, you know, what was it? You know, he, he moved into like fourth all time in franchise and scoring and most threes of all time. Like every game, there's a, yeah, yeah, crushing. I'm absolutely loving it. Yeah. It, it congrats to him, man. He just keeps going. Uh, you know, this is the one year where he really had a lot of injury problems. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing you, of course, are worried about for this team. 
but I mean, I think just a few a few games underneath his belt, and he's gonna be okay. He's gonna be back in the rhythm rhythm of things, and I don't have to worry too much about him getting hurt because I just think that kind of lingers in these guys' minds sometimes. But right now, he just looks free, and I think once he released that, then he's like, you know what? I feel good. There's a few plays here or there where he falls on the ground. I'm like, be careful. But he's he's managing the game like he should, and it's weird how like they will all just stick out, you know. Over in Golden State, you had like the Clay Thompson and the and the Steph Curry thing, where it's like, who's better? Of course, Steph Curry's better, but Clay was always just this wide open all the time too. Yeah, right? Clay was ridiculously just scary because of how open he was. And I think Booker right now, of course, is the best two guard, but he's getting in the situation where he's gonna be like the Clay man. I mean, he's gonna do more than what Clay did offensively, but he's gonna be just that open all the time. And we just got to start getting used to it, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And he's got to start getting used to it. And I think that that's going to be just just fun for, for everybody involved. So, you know, a, a couple other things on Devin Booker tonight. This is the first game, may, maybe the second game, since he's been back from an injury, that I just felt like he was efficient. Because he's had a lot of inefficient games. And I get it, 37 points, 26 shots. I mean, him and KD, by the way, combined for 60 points. Let me just throw that out there real quick. That's kind of fun. But the fact that he is looking healthy and he's regaining some of that efficiency is, is massive to the success of this team moving forward because there's nothing worse than a volume shooter. I hate volume shooters have to get the, their points. Right. Uh, the other thing, what do you think about that dunk? He had that one fast break dunk and he kind of looked back and it's Kelly Oubre and he goes, yeah, you know. <laughs> he was looking for him. He was like looking for him. He's like, wait, 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 you didn't see me look at you yet. So he kept looking the whole time. Like, you see me? You see yeah. me? I feel like that always happens every time we play Kelly and Kelly always steps his game up. I love Kelly's game for sure, yeah. but he's a very selfish player. Um, but it's just fun to get one of those on your old teammates, man. And of course he's been a teammate with everybody in the league basically by now. You know what I mean? I, I feel like he's dunking on that. everybody. I was thinking about yeah. that. <laughs> uh, I want to talk a little bit about DeAndre, but we'll do that after this ad from DraftKings. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hands with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. I do this like every night. I go and I bet a three-legged parlay on a random NBA game. And if I don't win, I get a bet back. It's making money or losing it unless I win it. You know what I mean. Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions applied. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Let's talk a little DeAndre Ayton. Watch. DeAndre Ayton in this game, 15, oops, correction, 16 points, oh, 16 God. rebounds. <laughs> 16 points, 16 oh, rebounds, man. four assists. He was 7 of 10 from the field. He actually, with, with this game, is the it's the 37th time in his career he's posted a 15-point and 15-rebound game that ties Neil Walk for the, four, for the fifth most such games in franchise franchise history. Matthew, do you remember Neil Walk? Yeah, didn't he work at Bashes after? Was he a bagger? What did he do? But Neil Walk had like is that disrespectful? 
one of the <laughs> no he, he might have okay. he had one of the 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 most uh uh iconic beards in Suns history but the reason for any of those who don't know who Neil Walk is he is the guy that the Suns had to draft with their first overall pick because they lost the coin flip for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar oh <laughs> Yeah. See, those are things I should know as a Suns fan, but I... <laughs> yeah, th- I that's a yeah, trivia just... time, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You I know do. what time it is. Trivia time. Trivia I do time. have one quick one, really quick. If you might know this, I thought about it earlier. I didn't look up the answer though. Okay. Who is the last player to transition from number seven to thirty-five, going to on a new team? <laughs> that's what? impossible. That, nobody knows that. <laughs> No, that's why it's not real. (laughs) I was just like, oh, I wonder if John knows that. It's about stumping you. So I get one point, you get zero. So that's how you don't know. You got to know the answer to trivia time in order. Yeah, it was uh, trivial to to be trivial with me. No one's ever done it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. DeAndre, what'd you see from DeAndre tonight? Man, he was um, the one thing I noticed about. DeAndre tonight was basically the inbounds, uh, getting ready for the next play. Like after the baskets made, get your head focused, get back down the floor. He was doing that. I mean, he looked super focused. He looked like he was maybe 10 years older. I know Monty said that now he's getting in there early. He's getting in the weight training. He's getting ready because he knows the stretch is going to be really tough on him. Um, so he's pumped up. He does look like he's aged, but he looks just super focused, man. Those numbers are going to be flying at us. It's going to be really easy for him, him on the rolls and the slashing. Yes. Look great. Like he's yes. he's there. He's woken up. He's like, he's like, I'm gonna just, you know, I have all this room. The space that he had from when those balls were being delivered to him, right? The space that he had wide open. Wide open. I know Booker hit him on the knees for one. That was yeah, Book's it's fault. Ba- it's a bad pass. Bad pass. But he is just I'm in, I'm in, I'm just I'm so interested to see what this is like when actually That's, when Kevin Durant plays yes. like 35 minutes. You know what I mean? Like yes. when they're actually playing together and Chris Paul isn't wasting possessions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick, Justin in the chat, you know, so says Jay from hey, Fan Justin. of the Flames. He's he's like the last person to transition from seven to 35 was Kevin Durant. So, but I, I just looked it up. Do you, do you know who it was? Who? It doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah. Matter jabronis. You're it's, so right about DeAndre. Everybody. So. There's a couple things that just happened overnight, okay? One, as you mentioned, and we saw it. DeAndre Ayton was surprised how wide open he was a couple times. Like, he got the ball in the mid-range, and normally he'll, like, do the jab step to try to get the defender back. And, like, he put the step down. The guy's, like, six feet away from him. He's like, oh, shit, I'm just going to shoot this nice wide-open midi. The midis were there tonight. And the other thing is, again, due to the gravity of Kevin Durant, that pulls a defender out of the paint, and DeAndre Ayton is, is there to feast for rebounds. Now, again, and I hate being so goddamn repetitive, but it's the Charlotte Hornets, and they're not a great rebounding team. So it's not like you can sit there and be like, 16 boards against the Hornets. Oh, my God. But it's going to be interesting, like, when we play the Bulls, for the example. The Bulls are a team that can rebound, okay? When we go and we play Dallas, okay, he should have the advantage there. But we're going to start to play some of these teams in our last 19 games where we're really going to see how much that Kevin Durant gravity is going to pull defenders away from the paint and DeAndre is the guy who's going to benefit from that but the other thing that happened overnight and this is the big thing okay DeAndre is 100% why uh, should I go there I'm going to go there. DeAndre is 100% like expendable now right like the Phoenix Suns can sit there and for the rest of the season be like all right DA prove it because we've got the two superstars you and your position 
you can be fucking Nikolai Vucevic. You can be, I mean, I, you, you can be Kavon Looney, right? We don't need you to be somebody great. And that's the advantage that he has, though, is because he can be great. And so as we go and move forward in this season, it's not always going to be about the stats. It's never about the stats with DA. We always talk about that. 16-16, great. How did he play? He was engaged tonight, as you mentioned. He was physical tonight. And he cared tonight. And that's what you want from DA. And I was I was talking to somebody about uh, about it, about DA at work today. And they're like, do you think that, you know, with Kevin Durant being around, we're going to see a better version of eight? And I go, 100 fucking percent. Because it's like, it's no longer they're playing basketball and having fun. It's a business trip every time they play. Kevin Durant, what he brings, what Chris Paul already brought, what Devin Booker brings, like, lead follower, get the fuck out of my way. And DeAndre Ayton, he'll follow. He'll follow those guys. And we and we saw some of the fruit of it happen tonight on the court. And again, if he doesn't follow, peace, man. We'll trade you for a lot of good shit. Yeah, it's so funny how we was flip and flop between the yeah. two of us on the DA thing. You know, now I'm just like, maybe he's not because I just think that he's a perfect guy for the to be the he, center on this team. He, he he's really is. He's the perfect. ideal guy. Yeah. He's, like, I don't think he's going to better. so much. But if he isn't the ideal guy... <laughs> Yeah, you just you Crazy can't get any better unless you want. Because, I mean, look at the MVP race. They're all centers, right? And then DA is, what, the fifth best center in the league? Sixth best center, maybe? Um, because it's kind of slim pickings after those guys. But he falls behind those guys, like, kind of drastically. But he's the perfect guy to just get up and down, get the boards, be the guy that can cut, that can catch the ball. He's do, he has to do a lot better with that. But he, he'll he'll fill in the holes. He'll he'll make sure that he's there hustling, grabbing the boards, um, always passing back out to another superstar. That's going to be something that's going to be easy for him. You know what I mean? Those pass outs where it's like, no, go up and dunk it. No, pass it back out to Durant. That's fine. Or Okogi open for a three. Like, there's always going to be guys like, Okogi's not a superstar. Excuse me. Just Okogi's awesome. I think he's going to have a lot of opportunity. But um, right now, DA has an opportunity to really show himself. And I think it's going to be – it's going to happen just because it's just so fucking easy. And you know what I mean? Like, we're not even going to talk about Aiden as much anymore. He's just going to be the after, 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 afterthought of this whole situation we have in Phoenix. Fine and that's great. Me. That is great. That is exactly what I want. And maybe we can trade him in the offseason for McHale again. Who knows? Because <laughs> Ben Simmons is going to be gone from Brooklyn. So, Oh, yeah. That's a whole nother cluster F. You know, but again, I think that what we're going to see continually from DA are performances like this. And he's going to expand his game because it's the same thing as Devin Booker. Like he's, he's going to realize how open he is mm-hmm. because of everything around. And the Suns are going to continue to utilize. I mean, you heard him talking about in the broadcast, the research that went into how to ma- to maximize what Kevin Durant can do looking at hours and hours of film, which you know that he loves. He's already built for this kind of offense. He's, he's been built for this kind of offense for two years now. And that's why he's been wanting to come out here is because he's like, hey, like I could plug right in. And you saw it work flawlessly tonight. And again, DeAndre is going to be the guy who benefits, man. And like, I'm so excited for the fact that DA gets the benefit. I'm so excited for the fact that we don't have to flip flop all the time. We'd be like, eh, he had a bad game. Anyways, now on to, you know, like we don't. Have yeah, to it's like, why be... did you have a bad game? Well, Diego! it took to like 30 minutes to get to a Draft Kings usually comes within at least 10 minutes of his Aiden watch. It's entire like, look at my face, man. I have aged. Look at these wrinkles. <laughs> I've aged drastically over the last five years watching this man. Well, let's talk about Josh Kogi. That that dropped into anything. 
I'm redoing the drop because it like it's too long. Because so anyway, yeah, because we yeah. Still get so, <laughs> so, that's a so, perfect so, drop. I love that one. Yeah, let's do it again. Uh, a Kogi. <laughs> Josh, Josh Kogi tonight. Okay, four points. Oh, four from the field was four for four from the line. Had three rebounds. Had one assist. Had two steals and one block. And it was beautiful. Oh my god! He got the yeah. start, and I thought it was the perfect start because you think about it. You know, that's kind of the question we've been asking lean up is who's going to get the start. And we'll continue to see moving forward if it's going to continue to be Josh Akogi, if Tory Craig's going to get a, get a turn, what have you. But I think Josh Akogi is the perfect guy to have be the fifth starter on this team because he gives you a defensive edge. And the one thing that we've talked about ad nauseum entering the, the Kevin Durant era of the Phoenix Suns is what this is going to do for the offense what it does for Devin Booker and how free he's going to become on offense, what it's going to do for DeAndre Aiden in the paint. We haven't even talked about, we talked briefly about what it's going to do for Chris Paul and how it opens up from a floor general standpoint. You have these two guys sitting out there and you just get to play back and forth and you get to run the pick and roll with DA off of it all day long. But what also this does, Kevin Durant is a plus defender. Chris Paul might not physically be the plus defender he was, but he's still a crafty defender. Devin Booker's a good defender. DA is, a, is an above-average defender. So what you do is you throw a Josh Okoge in there, and now you add another above-average defender. The defense of this team is something that we don't give enough credit to what's going to occur with this starting five and how it will percolate through the entire team and, and all 15 players. But the defense is something that we saw. I mean, it was an 11-0 run to start, and a lot of that was predicated on the defense. And it all starts, and it doesn't all start, but I think that, adding Josh Okogie as that fifth starter is highly beneficial to that. Oh man. Like just any, any offense going against these guys and you know, any kind of hesitation that anybody has here comes a Kogi. You know what I mean? Like there's a bunch of trees down there right now for the Suns, down yeah. there in the paint. Any hesitation. Kogi's right there. He's going to, how many times did he do that in the first quarter? I feel like it was almost like every other possession. He was just getting his hands on things. And then he's open for three. Like he missed, I mean, but still, he just, he's going to be open. He can go to the rim. He wants to do whatever he wants. But like the opportunity for him is huge. And you're right. We kind of did just miss talking about his opportunity. But I think it was because Craig and him, you know, splitting the start times. But you know what? I, I know it sucks. And I know Monty's going to go back and forth. But Craig, too, he he's going to benefit a ton. And I think Craig just needs to not, to not be overlooked because he's brought a lot to this team and he's done mm -hmm. a ton and he still looked pretty good tonight to me. I've always loved Craig and I love a Kogi more, but right now it's like, it's, it's crazy how we have to argue between those two because they bring so much. And I think defensively Kogi's better. He is, but Craig still does so much when it's going to grab the board and do those extra little things. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that, that uh, Kogi does the same thing and his athleticism, his willingness to, get up in the air. And I mean, that block he had was just insane in this game. Oh and it'll be, God, it, it'll yeah. be interesting to see how Monty it's not necessarily always about the starters, right? The starters are your, your, your tone setters. And I think that Josh Akogi is much more of a tone setter than Tory Craig is. Now, that being said, yeah. when it comes down to the final five minutes and we play in the clutch, something that Phoenix has struggled mightily at this season mightily <laughs> i think we're 11 and 15 and good you know, I, was, I was looking at some of the statistics and i put them out there and the suns are second in the league to get into the line in clutch time and they're 
second worst in the league in free throw percentage. So they get to the line, they just don't fucking him. They hit, they shoot like sixty three percent from the line in clutch time moments, right? So there's a lot of things that this team needs to kind of shore up. But I think that as we enter those clutch time minutes, it will be matchup based, and Monty Williams is going to put his five best players out there. I don't know if that necessarily means a Kogi, but I think from a starting standpoint. Josh Okogie is the right answer because of the way that he sets the tone. Yeah, the problems we have as Suns fans now. We, we sucked in clutch time, crunch time, whatever. We'll all never get that right. And now we got Kevin Durant. <laughs> well, we, we did get an appearance from TJ Warren. He oh, came yeah. Out, yeah. TJ, War Machine. Now, part of this is probably because Terrence Ross was out with like a toe injury or something. But we got 13 minutes from the war machine. He only had two points. He had a block. He had a steal. He's one of five from the field. Not necessarily what we wanted to see. But I was all excited because I put together a where in the world is TJ Warren drop. Because Oh, man. Can we still see it? Uh, do, do, do you want to see it? Is it done? or? I think it's done. I don't know if I've uploaded it. So talk for a oh. second. I'll upload it. No, TJ. Okay, so... There's no Ross. And last time we talked about, you know, you don't want Ross. You don't want TJ on the floor. But TJ was in there. And I feel bad because TJ had some good looks at the rim. And you know how weird he is with his shot where he can kind of go up and under. He can like flip it behind his back and it still kind of goes in. But those were just coming in and out. Him and DA look pretty good today. Um, yeah. DA hit him on Sh- little... Shades of 2018. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I know. Right? I know. I... DA finding him being unselfish. That was great. I just think TJ just had a rough time tonight getting those shots to go down. But you know, as soon as he has the ball, just like Ross, but maybe even worse, as soon as he has the ball, it's over. No one asks for the ball. Go stand in the corner. Go do what you want because TJ is just going to barrel through the guy in front of him and try to get that awkward shot off. That's what he did tonight, and it's good to have it back. I'm not going to lie. I just think a few of those were just unlucky. But I love having TJ back. And Katie did say, like, I'm not playing unless TJ plays. That's (laughs) that's the reason why he played. That's unconfirmed, but uh, yeah, that's all Monty's fault. So, so just so the Jamsters know, you know, one thing, because TJ Warren was missing for two games, like all of a sudden he wasn't playing. So, was essentially what we're going to start doing is whenever TJ doesn't play, we're going to do where in the world is TJ Warren, and we're going to just try to come up with interesting places where he is. And this is the drop. In the world is TJ Warren. And like I had it in my notes because I didn't know if he was going to play tonight. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Um, I said that he was either at the NASCAR Hall of Fame because that's in Charlotte. So maybe he was just hanging out <laughs> oh, with NASCAR Hall of Fame. Oh. Or, and then was, I looked yeah, up, I'm like, up. I'm like, I'm like famous people from Charlotte, like who were born in Charlotte. Like nobody famous has been born in Charlotte. The most famous guy I could find, I said, maybe TJ Warren is hanging out with Jim Rash at the Fig Tree Restaurant, because the Fig Tree Restaurant was the number what two is- restaurant on TripAdvisor, and Jim Rash played the Dean on Community, which is a fucking fantastic show. Yeah, Ring but I'm going to throw ding. up. I don't even know what any of this is that you're saying. Casey and JoJo from... Uh, are they really? Casey yeah, and JoJo yeah. Are- yeah. Oh, my life. <laughs> Everyone's wedding song 20 years yeah, ago, right? It was. <laughs> But TJ Warren was there tonight, and again, I think that uh, I like again. Uh, Coach uh, Evan B. He tweeted it during the game. He's like, a couple fuck you Ross tr- threes right now would be very uh, well appreciated. Something along those lines. And I'm like, yeah, but like I also like what TJ can bring sometimes. So we'll see. Shout out to Saltiest Gaming in the chat. Five dollars in the super chat. 
says won my parlay to and got to watch Katie and book play. Life is good. Great work on the pods, fellas. Go sign. So we appreciate that salty. Thank you, man. I actually lost. I had a four leg parlay today and I lost it. Do you know why I lost it, Matthew? I bet under Katie 21 and a half points. And he got one oh, extra basket for 23. Isn't that crazy? 23. He only played five minutes tonight. This I guy's know. outstanding. Dude. In fact, he just showed up to practice shit. and he got 23. <laughs> so yeah, man. Long legs. Uh, yeah, tell me about it. Well, he does have the, the Durantula. Let's talk about the, the subreddit stakeout. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. So I was hanging out on the Charlotte. Whoa, you you were there too? Yeah, were we both hanging out? Yeah, I was there. Oh, you were there last right. game. No, you were there last game. Was I? Yeah, no, no I wasn't. <laughs> the Bucks. Yeah, weren't you? No, you were. So we were both on the, the Charlotte <laughs> takeout tonight. We, you know what that means? We made up half of the people that were in there because no one was commenting for. No like one was in after halftime. No I don't really have much, man. I'm sure you you have it all, but what do you got? <laughs> well, let's let's talk about the subreddit stakeout. For those of you who are new to the pod, what we like to do during the game is we go to the the subreddit of the opposing team to see how to see how they consume oh. what's going on. Yeah. So one of the first things I saw right off the bat, it said, I'm a Mavs fan, but today I'm a Hornets fan. I believe in in the trap game. Buzz, buzz. Listen, Mavs nerds, get out of here. Go enjoy Kyrie and Luca fight in the last minute for the ball. <laughs> then somebody said, Suns really had to debut KD tonight. Yes, they did, and we've been waiting for it. Uh, Mark Williams, who's the rookie center, having a welcome to the NBA moment with KD blocking him twice in a, in a half of a quarter. thought that was nice. And then this is probably my – I'll get to my favorite one after this one. So the, the other the other one I had is R.I.P. Landell, uh, R.I.P. Jock Landell. Jock, Jock Landell got blocked Whew. fucking all the way back to the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Twice. Like it was ugly, Three times dude. a lady. <laughs> <It was> a, <laughs> yeah. One, twice, three times. Three times a Landell. Yeah. <laughs> like what did the, somebody say in like the last subreddit? Maybe I did do the last subreddit where they were like, for a guy named Jock, he's really unathletic. <laughs> And I wrote my notes for Jock Landell. I'm like, ah, oh, the new Dario. Yeah. He's a little bit better. I don't even know. Mm. Mm. And then my favorite comment on the subreddit stakeout. Suns fans, I'm going to start by saying this. We can think back to about three years ago when Kelly Oubre was a member of this team. Was it three years ago? Four years ago? Four years ago. When he was a member of this team. We loved him, right? Blowing kisses. Hitting yeah. game winners. Just a, a great guy to have on the on the team. And then we let him go. Good riddance. This is what they said on the subreddit stakeout. This is them talking about their own player. Name a more iconic duo than Ubre and Bricks. And somebody <laughs> said, Ubre and nail polish. And somebody said, Ubre and not passing. And that's why the Phoenix Suns are different these days, ladies and gentlemen, because we don't have Kelly Ubre and we pass the ball. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. I'm sorry, Matthew. Did you have any that I missed? Um, was there any that I missed? Yeah, my favorite comment was "Buzz, buzz, motherfuckers." That's it. <laughs> I didn't see that one <laughs> when the game was over. You <laughs> know, Hornets fan, Buzz City man. Yeah, I'm that's sure weird. I, I would fully embrace it if I was there. Yeah, I I, everyone has their weird. Ours is weird too, man. Like the valley. I don't know. 
we live in a valley. Is a valley that's cool? Not, that's not weird. The Valley there, Boys. That was kind of like, weird. It's like, uh, let's fly. That's what it said on their court. Like Charlotte Hornets. Let's fly. Yeah, Hornets suck too, man. Those things are they're nasty. The ass. and they're <laughs> they are, especially when they when they when they sting you in the ass. Let's see <laughs> what else. What else do I have in my notes here? Um, Kobe it was the right move. We looked a lot better on defense. Jock is our new Dario. Ooh, here's a fun topic for you, okay? Oh, I can't wait. All right, so this is one that we have to think about. It's it's clearly hypothetical right now, but it's it, it potentially soon won't be. Today I met this cat. He said his name was Damien. He thinks that we're a lot alike and wants to be my friend. Like Isaac Anderson, Hornets country. Let's fly. Buzz <laughs> <laughs> City, get the fuck out. So Damien Lee, I just played his drop. Who do you think is better? And and Matthew, I want you to answer this. And as you're navigating this answer, Jamsters who are watching along live, hit the thumbs up button and let me know what you think in the chat. Oh, who do you go. think is better? Damian Lee or Landry Shamit? Um, okay. No one's gonna like this because everyone hates the name Shamit, but I think Shamit's better. Why? For sure. Why? Because there's stretches where Shamit could do more, he could play defense. He can just shoot. I think the times that where he has the confidence and he just goes out there to shoot the threes and plays defense, that's that's okay for me. Lee doesn't do much. Lee just is – I don't even know what he's doing right now. But what Shaman can do, though, is like every time we come on the pod and he doesn't have a bad game, someone's always like, well, he, he played good on defense. You know what I mean? So he has that. But mm-hmm. I think that Shaman just needs another chance. I think he was fine this year. He wasn't bad. He has some good stretches. He just gets a bad rap because of his last name. And he got paid money. <laughs> yeah, his last name has shame in it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you take a look at what some of the jamsters are saying. You know, Michael Kolb says, I don't like Damian Lee. He's trash. Legend E says, Shamit, I already know. Freddie likes Lee. Big Sexy likes Lee. Salty's Gaming likes three. <laughs> Slick likes neither. <laughs> uh, Ryan likes Lee. Damian Lee for Men Ken Kenny. Uh, sham for beast, you know, so you see sham down the line, you know, I mean, this is one of those things where it's, it's, it's interesting because it's going to kind of tear the fan base because at some point, one of these guys is going to have to get minutes. And I'm not saying necessarily come playoff time, but I'm saying for the last 19 games, like this is a valid question because Damian Lee now, and I know that he's, he's playing some, some, uh, three today, right? He's coming. He was a substitute for Josh Bogey, right? But he is more of a two guard. And if you have to come down between either Damian Lee or Shaman, I, I think I have to err on the side of Shaman. I think Shaman was having a good season before he got injured. His The difference for me is the defense. Because, again, if you have either Booker or CP3 or Kevin Durant out there at all times, which is what's going to happen, or DA, one of those four will always be on the court. That's the game plan for Monty Williams. It takes the primary score away from the rest of the rest of the second team. And I like a guy who could play a little bit of defense. And Damian Lee does not play good defense, man. Watching it today, he fouls every fucking time. He was trying to pass off a foul on Dev Booker. I don't know if you saw that. There's a foul where he went straight up and he got fouled. And he's like, and he's like kind of pointing at Devin Booker to the ref. I'm like, hey, don't pass off fucking fouls <laughs> to Devin Booker. You dick, yeah. you take it. You you yeah. goddamn, you take it. So it'll just be interesting as time progresses mm-hmm. how our perceptions change because Damian Lee, unless he's hitting those threes. And again, he started off the, the season shooting 48% from three in his last, I don't know, 10, 11 games. He's like 22%. Yeah. 
So the three ball is gone right now. And unless he finds it, if Damian Lee comes out and hits like three threes in a game, it changes all of our perception. I'm right along there. I'm, I'm right. I'm the first in line at the roller coaster to hop on the Damian Lee ride again. But until then, like I kind of want to see Shamit back. And I can't yeah. believe I just said that. But you know what? I was pro Shamit earlier this year because I thought he was playing well. Dude, okay, so maybe it is Monty putting him in bad situations because what we want is, you know, we're not getting what we want from him. We're just a three-point shooting. That's all we want. And I don't know how many times we have to talk about this, but maybe Monty's like, you know what, you got to do more. I want to see more out of you, but we don't want that. He needs to just be like the guy to save the city once in a while and just like not be, you know, not know who he is. You know what I mean? I don't want to mm-hmm. see too much of him out there where he is getting a foul. It's like, why are you getting a foul? Just go stand, you know, play play your shitty defense. I'm not I'm, this I'm not hating on him. That sounded bad. Yeah, you are. He's watching God right now. And he's it. like, Matthew's no. such a dick. I like not what B defense. Just I like what B crazy, sets in the man. chat though. He says Lee complains, embellish, and stops playing D as a result too much. And I agree with that. Like, do you know who he kind of reminds me of? You know who he kind of reminds me of? Um, is it um oh, he is just like Luca. Is that no, what you're gonna say? No, not that <laughs> much. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Kelly Oubre. Oh, really? He's kind of an embellisher. Kelly on in, on defense mm. would be an embellisher at times. And he gets he be, he gets stuck talking to the ref and not getting back on D. It kind of be uh, a little a little bit of an interest, if you will. Yeah, he shouldn't be that frustrating me. We shouldn't be focusing so much on Lee. I think once Shamit comes back, he'll get some better minutes, and then Lee can maybe play ten. Just come we'll jack see up though, because we're corner. start. We have nineteen games left, and it's like Shamit might oh come back. Gosh. you know, and Monty just be like, dude, just chill, bro. Like we'll. So we're not gonna win shit. We're not going to win any. If Shamit's not ready for the playoffs, we're, we're not going to win anything. This has got to be like basketball heaven for the point guard. <laughs> yeah, he was I one guess. of eight from the field, 0-4 from deep. He scored two <laughs> points tonight. But he had 11 assists. He only played 33 minutes. Again, this is basketball heaven for Chris Paul. He's like, holy shit. I don't have to do – because that's one of the challenges. That's one of the reasons he broke down. Remember the playoffs last year against the Pel or against the Pelicans? Devin Booker gets hurt. Chris Paul had to carry us through that season, that that series, and it wore the shit out of him. Now he's like, dude, I can just fucking distribute the ball, man. I can just pass. Now, granted, he had three turnovers, so he had eleven assists, three turnovers, but he's not relied on to be a scoring option. There'll be times where he is, and there's times where he can, but he's no longer going to have to be the second slash third scoring option mm-hmm. for this team. He can be the fourth slash fifth even if a Kogi gets hot yeah just keep going like love you like chris paul is basically the guy with the keys to heaven's gate and he's just like i'll be there in a second all right i'm it's on like my I'm way to Peter. come on i'm taking you know what i mean he just some possessions i feel like tonight were wasted but by him i'm yes. um, just because it just took forever i'm like fuck come on man I know KD's not trying to do too much either. So I think that's the reason. I think once KD really gets into shit, like that's not going to be Chris Paul's ball as much. And just I think Chris Paul here. might be okay with it, but there is just some possessions. I'm like, come on, let's get this stuff going. I let's know. go. So I know. just don't do that to me um, or anybody else. I think um, he'll always have the assists. All right. So I'm never going to look at the box score and look at the assists and be like, good game, bad game. I'm just going to look at the tempo and like what yeah. I'm just feeling in the first quarter. Well, and again, you can play like, with oh. more tempo with this team and Chris Paul kind of negates that. It's like, yeah, next year when he's not on the team. Ooh, man. That's oh, now good. we're, oh, oh, fuck. I don't want to do that. Stay here. So. Be a coach. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Jam star of the game. All right, Jamsters, let us know who your Jam star of the game is. Matthew, you let us know who your Jam star of the game is. Oh, man. Um, this is going to be 
Kevin Durant. <laughs> yes. Kevin Durant. Devin, a debut of Kevin Durant. Devin, you tried your best tonight to take our points. eyes off the prize. You wanted it. You know what? Uh, Katie. You didn't get just, it. Yeah, I'm just kidding, Booker. Fucking great. I, he should be jam star, but I'm just going to give it to Katie just because he's here and he's playing and he looks good. He was standing upright and just this is the most exciting time of my life. You think that Devin Booker is like, hey, listen, I'm Big Dick Booker. Are you trying to be Big Dick Durant? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> no BDD yeah. and BDB? Like, what's yeah. going on? Devin and Kevin? Like, I don't want people to, yeah. <laughs> I want people to mix our junk up. <laughs> and the junk drawer is like, oh, I think this is the right one. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we technically it was Devin Booker, right? Like technically, but it's Kevin Durant tonight because yeah. of what it means, because of the excitement that we all had leading up to today, because of the execution that we saw on the court against one of the worst teams in the NBA. But it was a <laughs> wire to wire win for the Suns. There was no doubt. There was one point when it got back down to six points, and even then, you're like, yeah, okay, just bring in another one of those guys because you know it's just it was fun, man. It was fun. It was the a best. fun game. It was fun to see Devin Booker have have that much joy on his face the look that he had on his face with with kevin durant and i tweeted it from the sun's jam session account like the last play of the game as they're walking off like kevin durant kind of gave devin booker a look and it's just like yeah boy we doing this now and it's it's fun yeah i saw so, that that was awesome was just like, this is the way it's gonna be it's Even gonna be right and cameron johnson are kicking ass over in brooklyn this is how it is over here different yes, game sir. different ball game different game so uh, we'll be coming to you live again after every Phoenix Suns game, just like we do. The next game is going to be Friday evening. We're playing against the Chicago Bulls, Matthew. Any thoughts on the Chicago Bulls? You know what? No, anytime I start off any kind of uh, sentence with, you know what? That means I don't know. And I start freezing on camera. So <laughs> uh, I don't know. What do you got on the Bulls, man? I don't I know. Are they hot? Are they back? Are they good now? Like I, no, I, I, mean, I listen to so, no dunks a lot and they talk about the Bulls, but they're yeah. back. They're not good. I'm confused with this team. Well, what's interesting about the Bulls now, one, the game's at six o'clock, right? Our time. Yeah, Six o'clock. Yeah. No, Perfect. it's eight o'clock our time. Or I'm sorry, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Yeah, okay, I, I forgot I don't live in New York. All right. Oh, yeah, you don't. Yeah, you definitely don't. <laughs> I don't. No. No. You, this is Phoenix, Arizona. Fe- right that here. is Phoenix, Arizona. So, again, I think one thing that's interesting about the Chicago Bulls is they're a team that has supreme confidence in themselves. They didn't do anything at the trade deadline. They had a lot of assets that you potentially could have pawned off. You could have pawned off Zach Levine. You could have pawned off Alex Caruso. They didn't do anything of the sort. They stuck with it. In fact, the only addition they made was Pat Bev. So, we get to see Pat Bev on Friday. So that'll be fun. Uh, Lonzo yeah. Ball, much akin to his brother. They're both just kicking it on the we're not playing this season uh, because he's hurt as well. He's out for the season with knee issues, which is unfortunate. But you take a look at kind of who they are holistically as a team. Uh, again, as I mentioned, a team that's confident in themselves. They rebound the ball. They're sixth best in the league in defensive rebounds. They are uh, sixth in field goal percentage. They shoot the least amount of three-pointers in the league. They're 16th in the league in three-point shooting percentage. So, you know, it's a team that's with – when you have DeMar DeRozan, this is going to be a mid-range game between the Suns <laughs> and the Bulls. That's what it comes down to. You know, the, the Suns and the Bulls, when you look at the logos that we have on our screen right now, and because it has the throwback, uh, the 90s uniforms, it, it brings you back to the 1993 season. And that's what you're going to get in this game is a bunch of mid-range shots. So, Suns win, but yep. – Back when the back when the three point line wasn't there. 
right? Yeah. Well, it was there for John Paxson, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So well, it'll be fun to watch that game. It's yeah. game three of a four-game road trip before the Suns return home next week. So we'll be coming to you live then, Jamsters. Until that time, make sure you just enjoy yourself. You know, I don't care if you subscribe. I don't care if you rate us. I don't care if you go on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. Just be happy. This is one of the happiest podcasts we've done in a while. And it's funny because about two months ago, after DeAndre Ayton had a 20 and 20 game and I was unbelievably pissed, I'm like, I don't know if I've ever been madder to be a Suns fan. Like now, I've, I don't know if I've ever been happier. So enjoy this shit. Go tell all your friends about Kevin Durant. Go tell them about the Suns Jam Session podcast. And Please. we'll see you on Friday. Yeah, go home and love your family. Work. <laughs>